And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast, new episode every single Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Realverse World. Today, for episode 25, we have a very humble guest, the founder of Hope for the Day and Sip of Hope, Johnny Boucher. Hope for the Day is a nonprofit organization that achieves proactive suicide prevention through outreach and mental health education. Hope for the Day has been up and running for several years, affecting lives all over the world, and it all starts with the conversation. I dive in deep with Johnny to discuss why he started this nonprofit, how they are able to be so successful by taking a non-traditional approach at the way they run and operate Hope for the Day, such as being the only nonprofit to ever give speeches at Warp Tour for the past four or five years in a row, which is pretty wild. We talk about that and so much more. Johnny is even about to launch Sip of Hope with his friends Dark Matter Coffee, which is a coffee shop located in Chicago, and 100% of the proceeds support proactive suicide prevention and mental health education. That is very fucking cool. As a person who has been directly affected by suicide, I support Johnny's mission, and I'm happy for people like him to exist in this world. If you want to get involved in any way with Hope for the Day or need someone to talk to, search Hope for the Day and talk to Johnny and his team. They're doing some amazing shit. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you're probably wondering what does Black Window Cream stand for? Black Window Cream is a private content creator group fueled by caffeine, or at least I take my coffee, Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We are a private group on Facebook open to creators of all kinds, aka if you make videos, if you're a photographer, if you do marketing, if you own a nonprofit, management, editing, dancing, etc., 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 all creators are welcomed. Our private group has been going rapidly. We have a shit ton of members working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. If you're interested in supporting Black Window Cream, please go to bwnc.com slash merch. We got hats, stickers, pins, shirts, all that shit. It's available in the store. I appreciate anyone who supports by buying merch. And if you don't got the funds, I totally get it. There's a way you can support by just sharing the link to the podcast. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you want. Share it with one person. That'd be sweet. And leave a review and subscribe and do all that shit. All right, that's it. Enjoy the work we keep creating. Make sure to tune in every single Sunday for a new Black Window Cream episode. And without further ado, I bring to you my interview with Johnny and the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you'd say that. Alright, we are back with another... Black Window Cream Podcast. This is how I start my podcast. I just start talking. Uh, <laughs> I didn't give you any warning. It's okay. Johnny Boucher is in the building today. Hope for the day. You also are working on something called Sip of Hope, which we'll talk about in a second, but you are a founder, CEO. Yes. Is that what I would call it? I, I mean, <sighs> glorified titles, yes. I, 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 I say I give a shit and I pay the bills. Mm. <laughs> Okay, that works. <laughs> you know? So this guy came up with an idea, and it's it's working. And I think it, yeah. I, we we met through a friend who is your brother. Yes, and um, he basically he actually just hit me up to try to give me some of your, the coffee. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey man, I got some coffee. My brother does this thing, and uh, it's like a suicide prevention group um, that's taking a different approach. And 
he told me about it and I looked at it and right away it just screamed creativity to me and I thought it was very interesting that it was a suicide prevention thing that's also collaborating with coffee and so I was like yeah yo Sam send me an email please yeah I would love to connect <laughs> he's like I was like I don't need the beans I just want to see what's going on oh okay I well, would like the beans though you ain't gonna get no beans now fuck you said it but anyway we talked on the phone for a little bit and right away um it clicked for me that what you're doing, you're very, very passionate about it. And I thought that the story would be interesting to share your story along with what your guys' goal as a unit yeah. is. Uh, and um, But kind of give us a little bit of a background of what Hope for the Day is. <clears throat> well, um, so, you know, at the, at the Bare Bones, we are a proactive suicide prevention and mental health education charity. The mm. uh, reason we say proactive is because really our goal is to break the silence around mental health, however we need to do so because then we know that that uh, immediately raises the visibility of the resources. You know, we become the white elephant in the room, you mm-hmm. know, we're like, it's okay not to be okay. And right, right, we're right. like, fuck yeah, they said it. Um, but you know, it's like we break that silence, we raise the visibility and then we act as that bridge to either further education or more resources right. because there's a lot of amazing resources around the world. But one of the biggest issues is the fact that we assume people who are dealing with anything are going to, go get that help. We neglect our health all the time. And when we're talking about something that's tabooed as mental health, um, (laughs) no one wants to fucking talk about it. So for us, it's like, hey, how do we break the silence? How do we get people talking? Because I started this organization out of an idea. And it was a proven fact that the more I talked about it, more other people wanted to talk about it. And then more people wanted to share their story of how they were impacted. And then more people wanted to say, I'm fucking going through some shit right now. Can I get some help? You know? So it's like, you think about like what logic has just done with the national suicide prevention lifeline. You know, it's like, Oh, that's cool, man. I've been printing this shit on flyers for like seven years now, right. you know? And I was just handing them out at hardcore shows, you know? Uh, because I, I, I lost, I've lost a lot of people, 15 people to suicide. And um, Mike Scanlon, he was my boss um, because I used to work in the music industry. I was a concert promoter starting at the age of 13, punk rock, hardcore shows, Chicago. And then um, my, my friend Shane was like, yo, we need to, we need someone to kind of be like a, a, a minion in this office. And we're doing, you know, these Christian music festivals. And I know you're not really religious. Neither am I. We're both hardcore dudes. And like, it's still like, it's like serving our purpose of bringing a community together. We're just on a different, you know, wavelength. And I was like, all right, cool. You know? Yeah. And uh, I went to go work with him and Mike, and and we were a unit. We were, um, you know, we were a three man team doing eighty five, you know, shows in clubs, you know, from House of Blues to Aragon Size, and then also doing fifteen festivals around the country. Goddamn. Yeah, I mean, we were busy, and I was only nineteen when this shit was going down, and I was also going to school at, in Chicago, Columbia, and um, I, I just I felt like. With anything in, in education, like you get what you put into it. Uh-huh. And my college experience, I think, was really different because I didn't have like, well, this is what I want to do. I was like, yo, I might not be here next week because I got to go do this festival and I got to <laughs> do this build out. And everyone's like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? You know, but working with Mike was amazing. And, um, you know, I, I graduated in 2009. I go, to, I go on uh, like the sabbatical and I go out on, on you know, over to Europe and the UK. 42 days, and I remember when I landed in London Heathrow, they're like, what's your itinerary? I was like, I fly home from Spain in 42 days. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know yet, you know? Um, And I come back from... Wait, wait, you went out there, what was it for? It was just a sabbatical. I graduated college. You just took a trip? And I was just like, I'm going to go do this, you know? And I I saved some money, and I I blew it. And I, 
had a fucking great time. I learned a lot. I had to struggle. I had to survive. Um, I couldn't call home and have my parents, you know, drop off lunch or some shit, you know, for me. Yeah. Like, I had to go do it, and it was a lot of fun. I took my friend out there, and it opened my eyes to just, like, the world, you know, mm-hmm. that we live in and how important it is. And I, I, uh, I came back, and I was working still with Mike, and I was doing some side gigs. I was doing artist management now. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call. Um, you know, my brother and I are down in Puerto Suelo, Mexico, trying to like live this like entourage lifestyle and we're trying to make tequila and uh, <laughs> I get this like, it, sidebar sidebar yeah very okay. fun I like that um, but like you know we were there and I get this phone call and it was Shane and he goes yo man um, Mike jumped off his fifth floor balcony last night Damn. and I was just like what the fuck you know like this is like the guy he had everything man I used to drive his black Range Rover down to school People thought it was mine, so it was really funny. Like, I remember girls in Chicago, like, hollering at me and waving yeah, and right. shit. And I was like, Who's that guy? I was like, yeah, right. Like, the, the, I, I, I always was, like, terrified I was going to smash it into something. So I was like, I'm going to get it into his garage. But, you know, Mike showed me a lot. And uh, I also showed him a lot, too, because I called him out on a lot of his vices. And I just didn't know how bad they were. I didn't know they were going to take him. Uh, you know, he was he was an alcohol abuser. He, he was flying always on you know on some cocaine and like i I just i I tried to help him you know Mm. and um it but it opened my eyes because it's like what we talk about you know when we we think about people like robin williams or you know chester bennington or chris Renault, like these people who have quote-unquote everything everything they are so alone that they take their life you know and like that was mike his nickname was the mayor of old town you know so like he he was just this dude that was unstoppable and i and i to say it best i always said man mike built his own roller coaster and one day just wanted to get the fuck off crazy and uh it was real sad because like what came out of it like dead and all this stuff that you just never thought and it's like you know those are all insecurities and you know it really opened my eyes and that same week that i lost mike uh my friend kelly was uh she died from cancer so like i'm going through this thing and i'm like just lost two people my ex was trying to get back in my life and like you know, it, it just wasn't a healthy thing. So I was really, like, internalizing, like, what was going on in my own life. And I was like, how the fuck do I make this better? You know, like, what do I do with my passion? What do I do with my life? You know, because I'm sitting here and I'm sitting at two caskets going, what if that was me? You know, mm-hmm. and, and and if you look back and you go, I haven't done anything yet, like, what the fuck can I do? So I started thinking about, like, how could I take my passion for music? How can I take my passion for the arts? How could I take my passion for people, just bringing people together, and really, really um, dial in on something that people can be a part of? Um, I had one big issue for working for other people. Yes. Um, they neglect who you are and the work that you do, and when they don't listen to you, uh, you get pissed, right? So right. like, I, I remember I sat down with my old man, and I was like, yo, I'm going to start this charity. Um in fact, I already, I already, you know, went through the the, po- the process online for the state of Illinois, but now I need to raise like twelve hundred bucks to get this five hundred one c three status. Um, but I said I'm going to dedicate everything. I'm going to stop doing everything. I'm going to I'm going to stop working in the music industry, only to come back in this different way. Because uh, I said that that was the the last day that I worked for people. Um, I wanted to come and work with people. And how and, old were you at this time? Uh, this time, you know, I'm I'm, out I'm twenty. I'm out of college. I'm twenty four, and you know, I'm thirty two now. Yeah. So. 
I was like, what do I need to do to get this whole thing going? And it took some time. You know, I bought Nonprofits for Dummies. Shout out to uh, whoever wrote that book. The book world? Yo, for real, <laughs> man. I was like, I, I felt dumb picking that book up, but I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. And, um, you know, I just, I knew about charities and, and I wanted to do something different, but I also was like, man, this is an opportunity to do this shit, like, the right way. Because mm. uh, what I had also known from charities was just the... The, the, the non-transparent, you know, fund, you know, misusages that people find out after the fact, you know, and, and like, um, for me, I was like, you know, no one's talking about mental health right now, you know, and, and traditionally, they're both housed in, you know, mental health and suicide prevention are housed in different organizations. I was like, listen, like, how do we learn from this, like this tragedy, and turn it into opportunity? Right, right. And I, I don't know, I was just like, well, fuck it, here we go. And I just started going. I started um, joining boards. I started reading more. I started going through like tax forms to try and figure out what the fuck all this shit meant because I was like, if I'm going to ask people to be honest about their mental health, the most terrifying thing in the world, I want to be honest as a charity so I can get people to not only feel that they can be a part of it, but they'll want to support it because mental health in general is completely, uh, it's it's the lowest funded disease out there yet it impacts everybody because mm-hmm. we have a fucking brain wow what a thought you know we don't we we know how to get in front of this um but at the same time it's like you know we're, we're up against a lot of battles and now as we you know wake up every single day and there's some new tragedy that's happened here in this country or in this world now people are like oh it's a mental health issue sure it's like, motherfucker like yo it's more than that but mm-hmm. i i was like if i'm gonna do this right I'm going to invite people to break the silence. I'm going to give them the permission to say, fuck stigma. I'm going to give them the opportunity to say, I deserve better. And if it means that I got to sacrifice some things in my own life, then like, let's do it. Cause like, I don't know. I, I think about, I remind myself every day that I'm, I'm going to die. Hmm. You know, I, my friend, Jesse Bruss, you know, sends me these things says, remember your death. And it's like, damn, that's hard. Cause like we, we, we could either be scared of death but if we're scared to death, then we have to ask ourselves, what you know, what the fuck are we living for? Like, what's driving us to be to create that? Right. You know. And for me, I was like, I don't know anything about running a nonprofit. All I know is I got access. I don't, I don't give a shit about asking people for help. And I, I, I'm not doing this for me. And that's like one of the things that you often see is like a charity or a, you know, a, 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 like a you know, foundation is driven by this one person, and it lives and dies by that one person. Where. That's why I said I, I I just I give a shit and pay the bills. Right. Like, there's no hierarchy. Like You're just contributing. I, yeah, exactly. You know, but it's like, how do we do that? And I I narrowed it down. It's we got to meet people where they're at and not where we expect them to be, and we need to invite them to be a part of the issue. But they're only going to properly know what the issue is if you educate them properly. Right, 100%. And, you know, I, I look at things like, you know, the Holocaust. I grew up in a heavily Jewish-populated area in, you know, northwest suburbs of Chicago. Uh, very sensitive sub- subject. Yeah, fucking yeah, it is. Yeah, a bunch of people died, and it sucked. But, like, I was taught in maybe, like, two pages of a history book. I go backpack in 2009. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this shit was wild. Like, hold on, like... The real experience. Of- yeah, the real experience. Go to Birkenau and see all that shit, man. Like, I, and, and, and it's like, I'll, I'll never forget seeing the piles of hair, women's hair, or the, the stacks of, of, 
you know, shoes, children's shoes, like all this shit. It, it made it real. Yeah. It humanized it. Right, right. To the point where I said, this is not something that is just <clears throat> offensive to the Jewish you know, community, this is offensive to humanity. Right. Like, how the fuck did we allow this thing to happen? Especially, like, back in the day when we didn't have the technology to, you know, to do what we're doing today. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's about that. But, like, we're never going to learn because we, we still have genocide going on today. You know, we still have these issues, but we're not talking about them in a way that people are talking about it every single day. And... Right now, if you think about it, mental health is in the same spotlight that cancer, HIV once were, you know, a couple decades ago when people were like, I'm fucking sick and tired of losing my friends and family. Where's the answers? And like, we still don't have the answers, but that shit's heavily funded. That is like, those are great, great opportunities to save lives in the future. That's fine and dandy, man. But like, we, we can't sit around and wait for a cure about talking about our mental health. Right. So for us, we're like, how do we do this? And it's by meeting people where they're at. You know, I like that a lot. Did what was the? I mean, you could have easily had lost Mike and decided to go and work for a nonprofit and help that and and grow that right. right. So, what was it for you? Was it just simply that there wasn't a nonprofit that existed at the time that met your theory on it? Like you wanted to merge two general ideas and bring them together and, and fold them into one, right? Yeah, I, what I was really focusing on was. How do we take the things that make us happy <laughs> mm. and remind us every day, the little things, how do we own in that? And that's why, like, you know, hope for the day, everyone's like, well, what, what does the, you know, the, uh, the name of the organization really mean? I'm like, it's your everyday things. Like, these are your tools. Right. Because we can either, you, you know, be prepared to brave a storm or we can equip ourselves to, like, get through the storm. Sure. And continue on doing that. And that's the simplicity of of just education and, and knowing it. So like our, our, our work exists in two pillars, outreach and education. So outreach is breaking the silence, however the fuck, and education is throwing some shit to, you know, back that up. Mm-hmm. But it's not being in this way that's like, if you're depressed, call this number. I'm trying to figure out, right, you that, know. That I, makes me depressed. Here right, exactly. But like, that's all we got right now is this reactive bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, another celebrity dies, call this hotline number. And and it and it's great. And I mean that's fantastic, but we gotta stop waiting for one person who impacted millions to take their lives when every day here in America hundred and twenty one people are taking their lives. The motherfuckers who maybe don't have an Instagram following of yeah. a couple million people. People who have just lived their lives every single day and one day they just said, Fuck it, I'm over this shit. And it, they didn't know that they were maybe suffering from depression. Maybe they didn't know that it was genetically embedded in, in, in their you know, family tree. And they didn't know that, holy shit, Aunt Betty was fucking crazy. No, she was actually bipolar. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, these things. But we are also talking about having to work against the fact that the past, for, for, since, you know, the beginning of time, it was man up. Don't talk about your feelings. Yeah. You know, don't, you, you know, like, that's that shit. Like, that's the stigma that we're, we're fighting. So it's generational, you know? Like, we, we, we are grateful that we get put in these opportunities sometimes where, like, there's some older demographic, and I'm like, we'll go work with the church. If you support the LGBTQ community, like, I'll fuck with you. If you don't, I don't want to fuck with you. Right. Get the fuck out of here. You're not doing your jobs. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, for me, it's like, I, I want to go into these situations, and, and you get to see... You know, we work with a, a, a 
a church like just south of Milwaukee and a congregation maybe of 900 people. And I went in there and I, I, gave, a, I gave a Hope for the Day speech. Right. And I started off with saying, this is a conversation about this community, ourselves. This is not a conversation about God. And I also pulled out the little, you know, weekly, you know, brief. And in the back, the prayer list, I, I went through it and it was all physical, you know, you know shit. And I was like, what about the mental health stuff? Like, you're lying if you're saying that there's no one in here having a bad fucking day and it's a Sunday morning and you're in a place where you're supposed to have something to look forward to, you know? Exactly. (laughs) But it's like, how are you going to be a community that's going to be talking about this shit and truly support it if we don't talk about it in the brass tacks that it really is? And, uh, you you know, it's just been mind-boggling because there was a lady who, um, she came up to us and she did our, our, our mental health first aid training, which was one of our education programs, and she comes up and she's like, you know, I fundraised uh, back in the day to get this church open. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, she's like. Oh, gee. Yeah. And in, ni- in my 92 years of being on this earth, no one said anything like you've said here. And uh, thank you. And I was just like. Crazy. I was like, all right. And I was like, man, I think I swore in front of them all, too. But you know what? <laughs> it's like, I don't give a shit, man. Like, if we if we walk around in pins and needles and try and be like, I'm going to cater you, to cater you, we're not going to get anything done. No. So for us, I'm just like, yo. Wow. If we're going to use this, you know, I always say, you know, I'm not a Trump fan, and I'm not trying to build no walls. I'm trying to build a longer table so everyone has a seat at that table. How do you do that? You invite people to it. And that's why, like... We, we decided to go down this road with our good friends, Dark Matter Coffee, and, and started to utilize their platform and take a cup of coffee and have it be a conversation icebreaker every single day, you know, just by saying, oh, we're, we're being proactive about mental health. Which is amazing, because even if you just said 100, was it 122? Is it 100, 121. 121 people yeah. take their lives every day. Yeah. And even if one cup of coffee, and we, we're going to explain more of what this is, but even if just one person has that conversation in that yeah. day, that's, you know, 120. And, and it's however however that is. That's why, hmm. you know, like, we, we decided to get in bed with Live Nation in, in the Vans Warped Tour five years ago and go all in. And we didn't have funding to go do outreach like this, but I was like, let me go out and get in front of half a million kids on a fucking shoestring budget and let's just see what we can do. And I almost didn't even make the phone call to Kevin when he was like, yeah, come out. I want to talk to you about the budget and everything. And I was like shivering in my office. I was like, oh, my God, I, I'm gonna, I, we don't have this money, you know. But I was like, well, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's figure out how much money it is and let's say yes. So we commit ourselves right here and right now and we'll get this shit done. And that's how our model has always been action before dollar. Yeah. You know, I, 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 and, you know, I don't think that we'd, we'd necessarily – Focus as much time as an organization that requires to, you know, constantly be fundraising on fundraising because we're so fucking busy doing the work. Mm. You know, my squad is like going absolutely hard in the paint when it comes to this shit. Like we bump and grind all the time, like this stuff, because it's so important because we all live by this theory too that like if it's not us, who's going to do this like this? Who's going to be willing to sacrifice things like donor dollars, like, you know, grant opportunities, shit like that to actually do the work that you want to do? Right. And be authentic about it and genuine and not have someone come in and say, so we're going to give you a grant, um, but we're going to we're going to change this from black with no cream to cream and sugar in your coffee. And then you go, well, okay, no, it's called black with no cream. But, man, I really want. All right. You know. 
cream and sugar. That's the label. Yeah, exactly. Dog. So then all of a sudden you, you you start serving a mission that is half-assed. Yeah. You know, or you're not being able to do it how you want to do it. And it's like for us, we would not have been there and been able to start doing this if I wasn't fucking crazy. And I was like, yeah, like we're, we're going to do this, you know, because. how much? So if you don't mind me asking, how much does it cost to. Okay, so to go a little deeper in that, you're going on Warp Tour for the last five years. You've been there every summer. Every summer. You have a camp on tour, right? Like yeah, yeah. We every ch- day. Yeah we, yeah, we have a 10 by 20 uh, activation. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's resources, education, and opportunities to get more involved, uh, whether that's signing up for our, you know, uh, our education trainings, whether it's becoming more active as, a, you know, um, who we call an agent of impact. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, I'm not really into volunteers. Like, I looked at, like, the terminology, you know, of, like, what charities are. And I think that there's some things that if we flipped the name on it, like, donate, what if it was invest? Hmm. What if it, from, from volunteer, it was team member or agent of impact like fuck yeah like make it fun make it something you know but it's like it's also a place for if you're having a fucking horrible day you can come talk to someone and this idea spread that year also to Europe and the UK that fall I greenlit going out on a tour called Never Say Die with a bunch of hardcore bands and I was like we're gonna go do this and we did it and it was like fucking sick so I was like all right cool and my bo- I remember my board of directors asking, why are we going over to Europe and the UK? And I said, I don't know. I'll tell you in the future why we're here. We're here. <laughs> you know, like, but it's like now with how, pro- you know, how we're being proactive on this conversation about mental health, like, it's cool to be like, well, we've been here in, you know, waiting, you know, waiting for this opportunity because with all the new opportunities coming out, people are going, so what are we going to do? How are we going to reach these people? And it's like, listen, motherfuckers, this is how we've been doing it, and this is how it works. You have to go in front of these people, Mm. but you have to do it in a way that doesn't punish them for what they're going through. Right, right, right. So, you know, when when I got out on Warp Tour the very first day in 2014, I'm looking around, I go, God, there's eight stages here, and I got friends on all of them. I'm going to speak. Lo and behold, I did not know that Hope for the Day is the only nonprofit in fucking Warped Tour history to speak from stage. And then after this last, you know, uh, 2018 tour with them, um, you know, we're going to be at 1,200 speeches, you know. So is it just you speaking or your squad is? Nah, me, man. I'm I'm out there. I'm sucking down throat code on days where you can't, you know, land land planes in fucking Phoenix, man. I'm out there, you know, sucking this dusty ass, you know, shit in my throat and like, but I do it because, like, we work with these bands just like we work with brands and companies t- to do this, and we do it the right way. It's, yeah. this, it's, this, it's low-hanging fruit shit. It's, yo, you got a 30-minute set? Give me the first minute and a half. Mm. You know, you need me to cut this down to 45 seconds? I'll do that. But I'll also, I'll turn this into a hype fest. You'll, you'll, you'll have motherfuckers chanting whoever band is coming you know, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that. Because what I want to do is I want to get people excited. I come out here, some sad, somber shit. Okay, and get ready for your next... Fuck no, man. It's like, yo, when this shit's done, go to that fucking tent yeah. and do what you need to do. Right. Help yourself. Help someone who might not be here today. But we're in this together, and we need to understand that it can't just happen when Hope for the Day is standing in front of you. Mm. Like, we need to do the train the trainer model on mental health, and that's what we're doing. But we're inviting people. So it's like, whether it's through coffee, uh, you know, merchandise, 
people are like, oh, so you guys just sell shirts. I'm like, no, actually, we put messaging on clothing because if people are scared to talk about it, yet they wear it, and someone sees it, that might save a life. And if you tell me no, I'm going to tell you go fuck yourself. Right, 100. percent But it's crazy. like people aren't thinking that way. Yeah. You know, they're Absolutely. like, they're like, oh, well, you know, in charities, they don't know how to brand themselves either. We do. We understand how to do that because we're not a charity at the end of the day. We're a lifestyle brand. Dog, that's crazy to think this because how long? I don't know what the suicide prevention help number is. One eight hundred some numbers. One eight hundred two seven three talk. Two seven three talk. Okay. Eight, I've two, never five, five. seen that printed on. Uh, Gildan t-shirt. Yeah. I've never seen it printed ever on, right. ever on a shirt. No one's walking around with that. I've seen Hope for the Day. Yeah. I've seen your shirt today. So yeah. that's one time I've seen this and that number is, I've heard about that number yeah. way more than I've ever heard about your brand. Yeah. So it's already making an impact. When I was walking here to meet you here, you were sitting outside of my office and I could spot your fucking yeah, logo yeah, from a it, mile away. Right. And, it, and it's like, yo, everyone's like, Oh, I love have hope. I'm like, no, no, have hope is what we tell you to do. Hmm. And we remind you because it's okay not to be okay. Very yeah. simple, you know? And, and I love getting in a debate with people like, well, isn't it it's okay to not be okay? No, 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 bro. It's okay not to be okay. Say it with me. <laughs> and I, and, 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 and you know, like, say it with me because yeah. we're, we're not going to win this one. No. You're not going to win this one. But when I have ad, ad, you know, executives going, that shit's brilliant. And I'm like, we got the mark on it too. Yeah. Like, how do we work together, right. right? So it's like now we're able to put that slogan and that messaging on anything. I mean, we're releasing beers. We are working with liquor companies because I'm not going to point the finger, man. We got to point the finger back at ourselves. We got to give way with this. Well, we got to live in society where someone else is to blame. No, motherfucker, it is us. You know, gun control, you want to talk about gun control? That's a mental health issue. Now, we can go, it's a stemming you know, issue that we could talk about, but at the end of the day, Gun violence, abuse, violence, you know, substance abuse, all this shit is from something that happens inside and we don't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, everyone, everyone can talk shit on like Chief Keefe, right? Right. That kid represents Chicago more than Chance the Rapper. You think so? In a way, because Chance is an amazing person. He, he does amazing things. He has a beautiful voice. But he represents a demographic where when you think about Chance versus Chief Keefe, Chief Keefe is like every fucking kid on the south and west side who at one point in time was let down. Mm. And they got this chip on their shoulder. And they get fucking angry. And they get negative about it. You think that, 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 that breeds PMA? Fuck no, man. That breeds fucking hatred. That, that, that you know, breeds the, op- the, the idea that you need to be part of things like gangs and shit. Right. So where Chance is, is the voice of Chicago, mm. Chief Keefe represents who those kids really are. The kids that turn to drill shit and like yeah. be in that. Right. Or only know that stuff. Where like yeah. where, where chances said no you ain't got to do that and like and it's not that I'm saying like chan- like talking shit on chance I think what he does is amazing I think what even people like Kanye does even though some of the shit he does you're like what the fuck but yeah. like but like in reality it's like we need to realize that at one point in time we all were impacted with some shit and it we held on to that and we didn't give ourselves that grace hmm. we let we carried that shit with us and we kept carrying that shit with us. And and it's better to like say, get, hey, get that shit off your chest. Talk right. about it because the more you talk about, it, the more you talk about it. We're gonna find similarities on the experiences that we've gotten through. You know, we've gone through life, or maybe it's oh fuck, I'm not alone in this situation right. with whatever it is. 
And that's how you can relate to people who, you know, lose kids to gun violence, family members to gun violence. It's it's the same shit that we're seeing why, you know, people are like when, when they lose someone from, you know, suicide. Right. It's it's a break in the in this conversation that we've had, needed to have as a society for so long because whether it's saving a kid from being active in a gang and having that hard talk or having that hard talk and saying, you know, as a father or as a peer or someone who is an influencer has the ability to come out and talk about their mental health in a way that doesn't make them look at all different from you who's right. struggling, you're going you're gonna to have shit really happen. But going out and saying, put the guns down and stuff like that is just, it's a flash and pan. And that's the issue with society is that we just go, oh, here's a Band-Aid and we run with it. You know, and then we're like, ah, that was cool. Like, we didn't give a shit about that anymore. Like, we're on to some new shit. Where, for us, our job is to create situations where on the good days and the bad days, we're talking about mental health. Hmm. And inviting everyone to do it. So it's like anyone who has a platform can be a part of Hope for the Day. Like I said, I, I started it, I give a shit, and I pay the bills. This is not about me. It's about we. It's about us. And shout out to WeWork. We're in WeWork. But it's... it's yeah. It's just so important that we think about that because if you go into it with that mentality of, hey, I'm going to hit up every brand and be like, we should work together, I'm going to do the same thing for every motherfucker that is like a competitor of Hope for the Days in the mental health world. I'd be like, no, we should work together. Right? Why has it got to be this crap, man? Like, dude, this ain't a West Side Story knife fight, man. Yeah. Like, over a dollar? Like, we're going to scrap out that? And that's why when it comes to the branding... Does that happen a lot? Is like is it hard it, to pair nonprofits with nonprofits? Uh, it's it's hard to see them work together a lot if it's going after, you, you know, like if it's going after funding or anything like that. Like there's the, the, these unconver- these really crucial conversations. Unfortunately, have to happen, right? Right, right, right? But if we allow funding to be the one thing that is the start of that conversation and there's no opportunity there, then we, we have to figure it out or we have to, you know, trash the idea. Right. But for us, we're like, wait, how do we, how do we use our resources to all get to this one end goal, this one place, you know, and really, really be happy about working together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I saw, you know, like, so, you know, going back to when I first started the organization and I was joining boards and I was just learning everything, I was SWOT analyzing everything. And I was going, what are you guys doing good? What are you doing bad? What are opportunities? And then what are some shit that we could be doing that you're not doing, you know, in the facilitating that conversation? Um, and, 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 and honestly, it's, it, it was crazy because the more I started to push, more people actually resonated with that. And right. we're like, oh, man, we actually really do like what Hope for the Day is doing. And now we have some of the big weeks coming to us and saying, hey, can we work together? And it's like, that's great, but it's only going to be as good as we make it. And that means that like we need to make whatever we're going to do authentic and, 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 and about the people we're serving and not about the organization. That's why our logo is the smallest thing right. on our shit. It's like... I, I, it's not about the organization. It's what, about the, the belief, you know? Yeah, and, and, and like, we take a lot of influence from brands like Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and just seeing how do they take creativity and turn it into a tangible experience with or without sipping a Coca-Cola. I mean, when you got like 94% of the world like understands what that logo is, they, they see it and they taste it all of a sudden. Right. Whether you like it or not, that's what happens. And, then you, you take the same model of, of, you know, what did they do? They took one product 
They took one message and they started distributing it everywhere. And then they empowered people, local people, to distribute locally. And they created a system that not only provided something that is looked at as a treat or a specialty item, you know, it's, it's, it's also something that, like, provided people jobs. And, right. And, 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 and it's, that, that is, like, what we're supposed to do. It's, it's, like, evan- it's like evangelizing people, the, like, the most proactive way, hmm. you know, but doing it in a way that people can be, like, I'm part of this, whether I've been impacted in a small amount or I've been, you know, I've lost 15 people like I have, you know, to suicide. There's a lot of opportunity there, you know, just to, to bring everyone to the table and say, how can we work together? Because this is the end result. Right. We don't want people to kill themselves anymore. Yeah, no shit. And we don't want it so bad. We want people to educate themselves before killing yourself is even an option. Yeah. Damn. You fucking got a lot of good shit to talk about. I know. I'm not even saying you drink your coffee. I, w- I what I wanted to bring up what I thought was interesting. You said earlier is like, or to define it, I guess, is when you say people who have a platform talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's gonna help. And yeah. I think it's interesting because it's like you, you don't have people define platforms as like I'm a famous person. Yo, your platform is if you made one friend in junior high right. talk to that one friend, right? Or right. if you have. 100 people that follow you on Instagram or you have a Facebook group of like whatever, 30 yeah, people. Yeah, toss it out there. Yeah, that's it. it. Platforms don't have to be identified as like you're a famous person. Correct. You know I mean, like everyone can Everyone has, yeah, exactly. Whether, you, you know, it's like the mom and pop bakery on Main Street, you know, in, in, in Iowa, mm-hmm. you know, they have a platform right. there. Where they can they can they can do that. We saw that actually in um, November. We teamed up with this beautiful lady, um, Karen Maloney, who is unfortunately she's she's facing you know untre- un- incurable uh, cancer basically, Fuck. and she's not stopping though because right. a couple years ago she had a uh, an employee Jonathan take his life and. She wanted to do something about it, so she started using her platform because she owned a couple Dairy Queen restaurants and Shut just started, you know, hey, how do I turn this into it? So come November, uh, we, we worked with her and we worked with the uh, city of Naperville to kind of get this resolution made for uh, November 12th to be Karen Maloney Day. Mm. And um, it was funny because we, we had, like, the local news crew there. It was Bears-Packers game, you know, and, and it's like no one gave a shit about this. We had 400 people under this tent in piss-pouring rain eating Dilly Bar <laughs> ice cream, you know, sandwiches and shit like that and just pile-driving sugar into our bodies. And we raised $21,000 doing God it. God damn. You know, and, and it's just like we used her platform to not only educate people but also support what's going on. Right. And it's that's the simplicity of it. So whatever your platform is, whether you're the fucking the the cook in 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 the in your high school or you're you know, you're a big fuck off CEO or something like that, like you're if you're an influencer, if you have, you know, a platform, use it for good, man. Right. I think TMZ showed us one thing that we should not put people on pedestals mm-hmm. that are not gonna do things that are worthy of being on a pedestal. Right. You know? But we, we live in a society that we like clickbait, you know? Mm-hmm. We want to see, unfortunately, you know, Miley Cyrus' snatch for the 20th time or something <laughs> like that, you know? It's like, right. uh, but, 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 you know, it's, it's like we, we, we got to take the good of the bad. And it's like, I think that, you know, with anyone who has a platform socially, you, you know, you're, you can do so much. If you have a platform locally, brick and mortar style, you can do so much. And that's why yeah. 
we look at, you know, so we have our agents of impact and then we have our partners in prevention. Mm. And our partners in prevention are people like Live Nation, Ticketmaster, um, Dark Matter Coffee, a, a bajillion amazing breweries. Shout out to all the Chicago breweries. Uh, I mean, we do things so different because I go in and I say, I want to work with you guys internally and externally. Mm. Because internally, we can't be putting out this message if it's just going to be a flash in the pan. You know, this is not the USO that you, you, you hit up and you're like, hey, I want to go serve my troops for three fucking days and I'm going to go do this because I have a new album coming out. Right. You know, like, I, I, I just, I, I don't like that shit. I want stuff that's going to actually be sustainable. So I say, hey, how do we do this and how do we invite everyone to the party? You know, so, you know something like May is Mental Health Month and September is Suicide Prevention Month. We lock in partners to donate a dollar of whatever the fuck they do to hope for the day for the entire month of May. And you raise thousands, a couple thousand dollars here, a couple thousand dollars here, a couple thousand dollars here. But you allow everyone to push the same universal linear message. And you get to have them all be like, cool, we're using our, we, we sell the most right. gangster burgers in Chicago, you know, Kuma's Corner. They, they do a dollar per burger. Dope. They'll do a dollar per certain pints, you know. We'll work with a brewery and be like, hey, let's release a beer. Let's get it out to all your, your you know, all the people that buy put your shit on tap. And let's get them also raising money for Hope for the Day by asking them to donate a dollar of each pint sold, you know. Right. Like, people don't think that way. Mm. And it's like, that's the sacrifice. Like, if you want to go from black with no cream to cream and sugar with some coffee, like, you're going to have to make some sacrifice where I go, no, fuck that. I'm going to invite everybody. I like knowing that we have no religious agenda. We are here for the people. And and that means that people who are believers, more than welcome to come hang out. People who are fucking, you know, believe in Satan, come hang out. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit. That's why we use a, a compass as our logo because it's wherever you are in life, you can find your direction. And it, and it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, how much money you have, how much money you don't have, this, that, the other, like you have a brain and you, you, you are a human being. And let's break it down. What does a human being do every day? Eat, sleep, shit. Damn it, that's exactly what I was going to say. And then <laughs> on some days you cry. Yeah. But the thing is, is that if you don't eat, sleep, and shit, you can't function and sustain as a human being. Uh -huh. If you have to go through crying that day and you don't do it, you block that shit up too, mentally and physically. Your body, man, we, we carry so much of this shit. Mm. And it's like if we just realize that we don't have to fucking be on all the time, we don't have to be what society or Glamour magazine or whatever hell anyone's telling us to do, you know, just because there's a new shirt out that Kanye cut a bunch of holes into it or whatever, like you don't have to go get that. And if you don't have that, that doesn't mean that you're no different of a human being, right. you know, like fuck all this material shit. Focus on yourself and like what you're doing for, for others too. Mm. And, and, and that can be so easily, you know, achieved with Hope for the Day because that's just telling your story about how you've been impacted by mental health. Right. Because it's like, if you can influence one person, fuck yeah, let's do it. But if, you're, if, if you are someone who has, you know, millions of followers and stuff like that, I challenge you to partner with us and go, yo, just send me a couple JPEGs and, and tell me the hashtags and shit like that. And like, can we kick a video on, you know, like, can I tell my story? Cause like, I've been this, I've done that. Yeah. And it's like, holy fuck, right. man. Like chain reaction, man. Let's do this. Exactly. Like, let's do this mm. the right way. But charities fuck up and they don't, they don't want that. Or yeah. they say, we got to have this perfect thing for this thing, you know, and I, I'm just not here for that, man. Right. I am not here for that. And, and it's funny cause 
you know, you talk about how we fundraise and, and, and we don't get grant funding, um, all that often ever because we just don't have time to like sit there and cut down trees. It's like a whole other job too. It's like, it, it is, you it gotta is. You got to find a way to do passionately and get right. the right people on board. And right. It's just, but it's also, uh, it's not sustainable for mental health because like they talk about like, you know, quantifying things and it's can you like, prove to us that yeah, this happened. Yeah. We'll give you $10,000. Right. How many people have you saved? Fuck off. How many people have you saved? None. You've been fucking thinking about yourself the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like we, we want people to be like, you know what? I should do something about this. I should be I, – I should do something. What can I do? But if we rely on things like that to fund our programming and we can't prove to them whatever bullshit they're looking for, we're not going to get the funding. Yeah. That's a waste of my staff's and time. And by just doing this shit, man. Like right. you never know who's just going to turn on this podcast tomorrow, hear this, and be like, holy fuck, this is really cool. And I'm a billionaire. And I'm going to make sure these – Yo, and we're a 501c3. So yeah. we – I right. I will print you off the the nicest text receipt. We got this real gangster ass Strathmore 100 cotton paper that we send out. Our, I, yeah, That's yeah dude. You you hold it up. There's a watermark in it. It's like a soft. Like Damn. you can sleep on this yeah, shit. It's dope. nice, man. But it's like the thing is, is that you know you can go donate or you can invest into mental health. Mm. You know, and and that's why for us, I'll be the one that that swears. I'll be the one that goes out and and you know. Bust my hump, man. You know, my friend. That's what I like is I you, you talk about going out to a church in Milwaukee or whatever the fuck it was, and then you're over here and you're going on yeah. work tour and you're doing all these things on your own. You're coming. You're in L.A. for a homie's birthday. Yeah. And you were like, yo, I'll do the podcast. I'm like, I have yeah. one time to do it. Right. Can you do it in this morning on Sunday? Right. Yeah, bro, I'll be there. And it's a Sunday. It's and a I'm, fucking Sunday. And you were turning up last night trying to enjoy your life out here. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? You know? He's like, yeah, we were, we were up to like four in the morning. Yeah, you, you know, and, and it was just, it was fun, man, because I wasn't sitting there looking at a phone or anything yeah. like that like that when you got good conversation man like oh that's that shit we need man i agree we need that we need to shut we need to shut off but we need to we need to also you know if we're going to turn these people on and and have them influencing people you know like you need you need to actually influence and it starts somewhere too like you started from ground the fucking ground up you know you worked i like um from you talking about just having t-shirts and, and putting things out or even just working with a uh, like a local pub or something, yeah. and you're just saying like, hey man, just this beer means this. That's yeah. what it means. Just tell that right. person when you serve it to them that yeah. this is what it means. I, uh, I remember, so one of our good family friends, he, he does street art shit and he goes by Morley. And so he creates like the coolest That's messages. my boy. You know him? Oh man, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'll text him right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's like my, like we yeah. grew up together. My uncle is like his dad forever pretty much are like, you fucking serious yeah so morley does that shit and i remember reading in his book i think i want to i might fuck this up because i had a terrible memory but i'm pretty sure this is where i heard this which i thought was cool which inspired him maybe i want to say is there was a an artist that would go around i think it was a college i might be botching this whole shit but i'm the message is tight yeah. this dude would go around the college and he would take like sticky notes and write like a message to oh yeah, yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure this came from him just put up a sticky note that's like you're important right or Love yourself, or I love yeah. you, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, and <clears throat> it it's about affecting one person. You said that to me on the phone too, my friend Travis Lloyd, who was on the podcast before too. Yeah, it's yeah. all about one person. I love that message. Right. And and I think when he talks about his art, Morley, he goes and puts it up, 
and the idea is that maybe someone will walk by and it'll mean something to that person right. in the middle of the time. Instagram is a cool way to elevate that and allow right. a lot of people to get yeah, it yeah, forever, yeah. but it gets torn down right away. Right, right. Hey, man, this is where I'm going to, I need to put my shit up on this wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw that you did, you know, Kai, you posted yeah. his shit. Like, that's my homie too. So Kai does all this cool illustrations. I was just scrolling through your Instagram and I saw that you posted one of his things. It's yeah, like, yeah. These little messages, they mean so much to oh, people. Oh, man, yeah. And that could be scaled out to if you're listening to this and you own the fucking cafe in a small town Iowa yeah. or something and you make muffins yeah dog it does not cost very much money to go to Kinko's or whatever and print out a sheet of paper that says a little message and stick that on a fucking toothpick and shove it in your muffin right. when you serve it and you could be passing that message along to yeah to anyone exactly I mean? and that's what the, you talk about dilly bars there's a reason why people are eating ice cream you know what I mean there's yeah something like that I love that shit and that's the thing if we think about Coca Cola as like where we want to be and like that's where we're trying to focus our branding you know it's like that like. That you're gonna get there, right? You know, so like, not to throw it out there a little bit too early, but like, one of the things we're focusing on right now, um, and we're inviting the UN to be a part of, is is just, you know, I want to sit with every ambassador that walks through the UN and have them translate. It's okay not to be okay, and just give a little bit of a of a video, you know, on how, what's the state of mental health wherever they are, mm. you know. Because the goal is is that if you can create something that can be translated in multiple languages, like then you can figure out how to take that and utilize that as a platform. Mm. Um, that's dope. And and it's like we could do that with music, man. Like and, and that's why I think that you know whether it's music, the arts, health, wellness, anything, man. Like the, if you have a platform, like there's the ability to break that silence. Right. And and it's because I. You, you never know when someone's going to need to see that message. You right. never know when someone's going to need that help. And Have you tried to work with Logic? Um, you, you know, uh, sh- shout out to whoever uh, checks their email box. Maybe reply, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, My homie, he was, on, he was on here before he did um, uh, he does lights for him and shit. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah no, no. I mean, we, we want to, but even, you know, even Logic, like he still needs to go back to being logic you know the rapper you know and he they has this platform that right right and it's like how long are you going to hold on to that because um as important as that is we need we need the next thing to keep that sustainability going you know and actually i so i emailed logic's team and i was like yo this is what we do we go out we meet the people like this is how why we raise money and the cool thing is is when we're out in the field a hundred percent of any money we raise while we're on, on warp tour we're at a live nation thing stays in a fund so we can keep paying to keep doing that shit. Right. So when you get to also say like, yo, we do this, 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 and 100% of the money that we raise out here stays in here because you give me a platform, like, that's cool. Tell me we're going out on a 45-day tour mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, all right, hey, can you can you donate the bunk spot so I can save a little bit of cash here because we, we're trying to do this and this and this right. and this, you know? Yeah. And you just get people who think differently because what, a fucking junk bunk, you know? Like, who put your shit yeah, un- under the goddamn yeah. bus, you know? Like, throw that. But, you know, the thing is, is like, you could talk to, like, my friends in uh, the band Neck Deep. They have had me go out on so many tours with them and they're from the UK and, uh, I mean, I have slept in front lounge, back lounge, aisles, like, they're like, you don't fucking care. And I'm like, no, man, I'm here to serve, dude. And, and like, I'm able to do it in a way that I actually, you know, I gained something from it. 
You know, and yeah. it's not about me becoming some, you know, like godlike figure and being like, oh, I saved everyone's lives. It's like when my light shut out, I'm gonna tell the Grim Reaper go fuck himself. But if they, if I if I can't come back, I just need to be able at the end of the day to know that I gave a fuck. Yeah, for sure. And 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 at the end of the day, I influence <laughs> someone else. And I've yeah, and it's cool. Like I've I've read, we've read, we've saved so many people's lives. I, I don't even want to put a number on it because I don't even know what it is. But here's the fact that, you know, last year, you know, we put our messaging in front of f- almost 4 million people face-to-face between all the Live Nation stuff, all the Warp Tour dates, all the UK stuff that we do, all the mainland Europe stuff that we do. And we operate on about a half a million dollar budget. Um, God damn. Yeah. And that's nothing. How big is your team? Uh, we got nine people right now. So okay, you, what did you say the term was for not a volunteer, but they're uh, they're an agent of impact. Agent of impact. I yeah. fucking love that. Yeah, title. yeah, yeah. That's a tight you, title. You, you know, I just like I kind of like close my eyes and think back to a Christmas story when you know Ralphie's like listening to like Ovaltine thing mm-hmm. and he's just trying to figure it out. You know, like I want people to be able to say, you know, I support Hope for the Day because I'm part of Hope for the Day. Right. And and it's not just oh yeah you know we make a do- donation to this you know thing every year it's the same thing we fucking do like if you want that to be for hopefully that's cool every year I'm gonna give you something new to think about right right and I'm gonna show you what we're doing you know so when we announced that we're gonna be doing this coffee shop I was like yo let's do a gala and everyone's like I thought you said you're anti gala I'm like I am I'm like I don't even want to call it a gala and I'm like is it even gala gala who gives a fuck whatever it is <laughs> I'm like we need to put people in a room that night. We need to raise some money. We need to throw a fucking party, and we need to celebrate the work we right. do. This isn't you, you're not going to catch no no somber you know real cancer reel or any, you know videotape reel or anything like that. And, and one of our things, I'm gonna bring people there. You know, so like I'm gonna bring people who got that got those stories. Yeah, because I got those stories, but they got them stories too, and they're part of hope for the day, just like I'm part of hope for the day. It doesn't matter if you're on payroll or not. And you know, we don't make the money that we we all deserve right and 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 the funny thing is is like i had to get to a place where i had to remind myself that oh wait we're a charity all of our funding is public so the more that i let my team know where we were the more we could go all right cool how do we crack this you know how do we how do we gain revenue how do we how do we do things differently and it's all coming back to create a tangible authentic and transparent experience for anyone and you'll retain them as a donor and you know what's crazy too is that People always, you know, could judge judge a nonprofit for having payroll. Right. That's fucking crazy. Because oh, I know. Yo, I someone goes and clocks in and is an accountant for a whatever company mm-hmm. and they sit there and they do accounting shit every day and they get a check for it. And that's good. Yeah. That's you doing your job and you're making your money and doing that. So when someone gets mad that a a fucking nonprofit is making a living, an honest, when we call it an honest living, oh, yeah. by all means, it's an honest living, but you're getting paid to go do something that no one else is doing. No. And not getting paid like handsomely. You're just no, getting, you're being able no, to afford man, we, life. I, no, I mean, uh, I'll, you know, and I'm very honest in, uh, about this. You know, our executive director, Dave, he came from Mental Health America of Illinois and he came on board and 
it's because we were working together. Like when I was, I basically like I always say I was like the Kool Aid Man of mental health when I first had no idea what I was doing. The oh fuck yeah, dude! I, I like turned that. I turned up at Mental Health of America's uh, of Illinois office in, in Chicago, and I was like, "Hey, I'm Johnny Boucher, and I started this organization, and I want to work with you guys." And they're like, "Who are you? Who the fuck is this?" Yeah, guy? and then they're like, "Dave, come up here, please." And Dave and I met, and we just like. We, we we were after it, you know? Right. And and I asked them to come into the organization and um I was like, Yo bro, I, I can't pay you what you're getting paid and, and you know, he he is one of many people who sacrifice financial income right now to be a part of this team and it's because we at the end of the day go home with the utmost pride that we know that we did that work and we're doing that work. And that work's only going to get better the more that we focus on that work and we don't allow things to distract us, mm. like trying to keep up with other organizations or like being like, well, you know, we have this opportunity, but maybe we shouldn't be working with like a brand like Woodford Reserve where I'm like, listen, I could fucking be upset about my uncle, you know, drinking himself to death and I could blame Delmore Scotch mm. or I could go and say, hey, can we collab on maybe a bottle and put the Lifeline number on and put our, our website there? And, uh, you know, maybe I'm um, just partner and figure out how to, like, communicate to your, you know, your consumers that, hey, you know, XYZ brand, company, whatever, is being proactive about mental health and wants, you, you know, to know that if yeah. you're struggling, there's a place there. But it's also, how do we work in the inside, too? Because you talk about the alcohol industry. Like, everyone's partying and boozing and everything. And, and it's easy, uh, especially, you know, when we, we neglect things like, you know, cultural divides, like... You can't go to Ireland and tell people not to, you know, drink, you know? If, do you yeah. understand what would happen if, like, prohibition <laughs> happened in, in Ireland? Like, the, the whole nuke. place would fucking burn, yeah, you know? Fucking nuke. And it's also, like, True. in their culture, you know, like, having 10 pints a day might be hunky-dory. Where in reality, like, are you celebrating or are you filling a void, right. you know? And, and, and sadly, you know, Ireland has a high suicide rate. Um, but it's it's about how do we then partner with the companies that are providing these things to also internally have a real solid plan on how 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 your com- you know how your company is addressing mental health. Right. Who's your HR person that right. we can connect with to create a, a three step uh, you know thing for if you need help you come here if you get benefits this is how you get, you know work it this is what our benefits you know do for you. Um, and, and take out all the guesswork. Dude, and, and on top of it, it's like how many times in movies and TV shows and shit you see the the person that is about to kill themselves and they're drunk and they're sitting there by the train tracks and they got a bottle in their hand. Yeah. And what if that bottle in the hand did have a message on it? Yeah. And that's the like right before they're about to pull the trigger or jump or do whatever it is, right. they see that message and that stops them from doing that because they might not be on fucking Instagram at that time and right. see the message. They might not have been on Facebook or seen a billboard. Right. It's right there on the actual bottle, the thing yeah. that may be pushing them to yeah. that space in general. Absolutely, man. It's incredible. You know, like think about like a brand like Lyft, right? Like I told Lyft, I was like, why aren't we doing stuff together? Like, you know, we could do things like, I think that like just saying, Oh, I'm going to give you a lift or lifts, you know, will lift you up, you know, talking about mental health, right. like, shit like that. <clears throat> That's really cool. Because we've all been in an Uber and it's fucking awkward as fuck. Yeah. We got Uber drivers, we got Lyft drivers that ask for our resources and we, we get tagged and shit all the time. Like so happy to be able to pass this out to a customer who cool. I, I, I just knew was struggling, you know? That's crazy. And, and it's like, 
sure they're providing a, s- a service, but you know, if you see something, say something, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, come on, like right. that's the difference. You know, like that's the difference. So that's why I love taking Uber pools. By the way, yeah, um, meet because people, man. I you know, exactly you meet people. Holy shit! I what like a it. what a concept, right? We actually look each other in the eyes again. Oh. I didn't know how to when I first moved out here and we took an Uber somewhere. My friend like called it and I never knew what it what that shit was. It was like that fucking XL. So it was like this suburban and shit. And we all get in the Uber and then everyone just I was like, okay, so this dude's gonna drive. We sit in the back, all right. So because usually I want to call shotgun yeah. and get up in the front seat yeah. and all that shit. So we all get in the back and then everyone just chills on their phones oh. and then we just start sitting there. I'm like, am I not supposed to talk to this fucking dude? Like, yeah. This is super weird. He's a goddamn human being. Yeah, they train you to not talk to these people. So then I'm like, all right, cool. So I sit in the back and I'm like, yo, where are you from? Because right. no one fucking is from LA. No. To, you know what I mean? Like 10% of the no, drivers. And I want to know. I want to know why you're hustling too. Because like, that's the beauty of it, right? We've, we've created a platform where if people need to do a little side hustle, you can. Register mm-hmm. your car. Clean your car. And drive some motherfuckers around like, oh, okay, cool. But then you got people who are like, this is my ride or die. And you're like, that's intense, man. That's super intense. But like, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And it's like, I think that we also, here in America, I think more than uh, other places, like we just like lump some certain jobs into like, oh, I would never work that type of job. Yeah, for sure. It's like, I, I can't drive Uber. Yeah, I can't drive Uber. I, I can't, I, I'm not going to go flip burgers at McDonald's. It's like, it's automated, bro. You know, just, but you're going to make $15 an hour, you know, like somewhere, you know, like that. And you're that. currently not doing that. So just yeah. fucking go do it. Go do something, man. Like, why is it got to be like our job is who we are, you know, where right. my job is, I don't even, I don't even, fuck, I'm, 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 I'm unemployed. That's all I'll say it. I am unemployed. I'm on a vocation right now and I'm just fucking, I, I got a little cash coming in to do it. I, I, I respect the fucking hustle, my friend, because I think, especially for me experiencing, like I said before, my cousin killed himself years ago and I was young enough that, and you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're being taught this shit in school. You're not taught that. I don't think I took a fucking a proper death class until college, like community college. Yeah, you know what I mean like uh, dare program. And, Remember like when the dare program was out yeah. there? Like you're like just uh, don't do drugs. Yeah, my dad taught dare. Like he was, you know, what I mean, like he was a dare officer. He wasn't yeah. my dare officer, but like yeah. I just remember being in there and being like, uh, and I didn't know what was happening. I don't even no. I can't recall any right. moments from that really. You know, right, what I mean? right. And you're like, oh, drugs are bad. You know, like, and then they start telling you like what you experience on these drugs. You're like. Wait, man, I'm going to see some shit. Yeah. Like- <laughs> it was mainly just about drugs. And I remember it was cool because I remember from my dad doing it so so much. He did it for years. He he would have these parties at the end of the um, program, I guess. And he would invite the kids to a skating rink. And so the kids would all come to like ice skating and they would like skate and shit. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And we would go there and hang out and I get to skate and I thought it was so cool. And then I remember like, you know, he's an officer. So later on, there would be like a kid that would come up to him and be like, dude, you were my dare officer. And like that impacted me, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I saw it. I remember yeah. seeing it. My, he might listen to this and tell me I'm wrong. My brain sucks, dude. But I remember being as a kid, or maybe I created that scenario in my head, but that was like, it happened. And I remember yeah. being like, damn, it's just back to one fucking person. You know what yeah. I mean? I love that message. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. But I, I also remember not ever being educated on it that young. And, um, you know, when it happens, you don't really know how to handle it. Right. You know what I mean? And you don't know how to talk about it because right. I remember I didn't. I remember waiting until I'm around my family and my family's grieving and then I don't know what to do. So, like, the only thing that sounds more comforting is, like, going and riding the moped around and, like, finding your homies right. and, like, 
going and chilling and you don't talk to them about it. I don't know what to say. No, you you don't want to say it. And it's like, cause you, you get the like deer in the headlights, Mm -hmm. you know? And Oh my God, you know, like, and like we live uh, in a society that thinks that, you know, contagiousy is a real thing. It's like, if we talk about it, more people will do it. It's like you dumb motherfucker. No, the more we talk about it, the more we'll get in front of people who are thinking about it because you know, 44,000 people every year here in America take their lives. We're not talking about the opiate crisis either. Which, the opiate crisis, guess what? It's a, it's a crisis. Yeah, yeah goddammit, it's a crisis, but it's a fucking mental health issue too. You know, Pastor Dave from the church in Milwaukee. You know, his he found his son on Thanksgiving morning, you know, peeled over, you know, and, and his son just graduated from law school. But Jesus. was battling, I believe, his anxiety with this stuff, you know, and uh, you know, I just, I, I, it's, it's just the irony of, of the pastor, the perfect, the perfect person, you know, having to face this shit and, and having to bring it to his congregation while also face battling his own issues, right. you know, and it's just a, it's a story that sounds like it's, it, it would just crush you. And yeah, losing a kid, I, I, you know, I, I talk with parents all the time, um, and we work with a lot of families who've lost. And I, I, over the years, it's not that I've become numb to it. I just refuse to allow people to sit in like a pity pool. And, right. and, and a lot of them, and that's the best you deserve. Fuck no. Let's take this pain and use it for something good, you know? And that's why we, got a, we, we do a Notorious B.I.G. shirt like every now and then. And on the back, it just says, I went from negative to positive. It's all good, mm. you know? And, and like that's, I think that, you know, there's such a simplicity in that message. And we don't want to be labeled as the crazy family who, you know, had someone complete suicide. We don't want to be labeled as the people who are getting the cops called all the time on domestic abuse and stuff. But it's like, you call yourself a spade, you're going to get a spade Mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to learn from that. And, 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 but if you think that we got to do this, that, the other, like, fuck everybody. I tell that all the time in my keynotes. Say, if people don't want to fuck with you, fuck them. And that does not mean be a dickhead. That means don't let anyone get in the way of what you need to do, whether that's addressing your mental health, whether that's writing a business plan because you want to go do something. Anything. It's all up to you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we live in a society that instant gratification, you know, because you can fucking order whatever the fuck you want on Amazon. It will be here in less than two hours. Thank God. Like, I know. You're saving the day, (laughs) man. I I just couldn't go one more fucking minute. Um, I, I just, I, I just refuse to let people believe that it's a magic wand thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's going to be a struggle. It's the good days, the bad days, you know, and that's why I love getting people into recovery. I love getting people into a place where they can stick a step back and say, I don't need to do this, that, the other, you know, and it's interesting, you know, I, I'm, I'm never, uh, we'll take money from any pharmaceutical company. We, we will or won't? We will. Yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't get it all. Out yeah. Often. I will not tell anyone to take your fucking product, though. Mm. Not going to happen, because I'm not going to say that this is the only way. There are so many ways, and that's what the beauty of like hope for the day is. Is like we we just focus on the shit that makes you happy, and say, yo, if if things are fucked up, and you go run, understand what you're doing in that run. You're helping yourself. Right. You're releasing these valves, you know, and, and go back to Coca Cola, man. <sighs> It's it's like we don't know what mental health looks like because we we don't see each other's brains and I can get into this whole thing like we have files of brain scans that just show what happens and it looks like you're getting bruised basically on the head and someone just keeps punching it punching it punching it punching it and it takes over your brain and then over time that 
comes, you, you know, that, that forms the unfortunate, you know, path of, you know, thinking that yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. got nowhere else to go. Fine. Um, and, uh, but people don't see that. So like, I'll say, well, look at this Coca-Cola bottle. We all know what happens when you shake it up and then you take the cap off. You don't release that pressure. It goes everywhere. That's mental health. So if you understand that things, the little things the keep analogies. shaking you up, it'll shake you up, it'll shake you up, shake you yep. up, take that and pop that cap off, you know? But if not, what happens? That thing explodes. Mm-hmm. And it's not to get graphic, but when you fucking take your life, it doesn't matter the method, that shit sprays. Yep. That shit sprays. You know, you think no one cares? On average, people have 100 people that actually care. But we live in a society that we don't know how to talk to each other. Like you said, we get an Uber, and everyone's flipping through the same shit, giggling at the same stupid p- p- picture. Or you're that guy like me who rarely goes on social media <laughs> Um, I go on social media to monitor Hope for the Day stuff more often than not. Than not. Uh, but, like, you know, you go on there and you like that thing that's three days old because the algorithm's fucked. Yeah. You know, and you're right. like, oh, yeah, see that? Like, yeah, late <laughs> yeah, news, dog. Three days ago, yeah, dude. Bro. I've been on this for yeah. 10 hours since And then. it's like, it, it's interesting because we, so, social media is a great thing. Yeah. There's a huge opportunity there. It is misutilized more often than not. For sure. I would say. 80 fucking five percent you know it's like bye 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 new thing of this thing talking shit memes that are cracking jokes on shit that we would never say to someone in real you know like there's a lot of bad but there's a lot of good Mm -hmm. and i always say like how do we just take what is going on right now and just flip it around and how do we create that as a platform to break the science around mental health you know and then that's how we get creative that's how we think of like what, what what's the craziest thing we can do next, mm. you know? Because for me, I live by a little thing that says, if it doesn't scare me, I don't want to fucking be a part of it. You know? Opening a, opening a coffee shop, I have no, I know how to drink coffee like a pro, bro. Yep. Like, I am the Tiger Woods of drinking coffee. Mm. I don't know how to run a shop. So, like, with Sip of Hope, we were like, we got to work with our partners, Dark Matter Coffee, and we need to do this the right way, and it's gonna be an education experience. But which is cool because that's what you guys do for all these other brands. Yeah, you go get educated by them to understand. Yeah, the, the best way you can. Like, yeah, dude. Because like, uh, what? Fucking April 9th, we're we're brewing beer uh, with a brewery in uh, 18th Street in Chicago, and uh, the the fun of just creating, right? Right. So um, we decided with 18th Street, we're gonna create a uh, a session IPA. Because I was like, I want an IPA beer, but I want it to be something that is like everyone can drink. It's right. it's for everybody. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, the acronym is S-I-P-A, SIPA, SIPA. Okay, Simple SIPA. Oh, Simple SIPA. A beer for the good days and bad days. And they're like, what? And I was like, yo, check untapped. Is there a Simple SIPA? No, there isn't. Okay, let's do this. That's dope. And like, let's have fun with it. So I got my man Joey Potts, who is an amazing illustrator. I was like, "Yo, Joey, let's like dial in on this on this creative process." And we're sitting here, and he's like, "What kind of imagery do you want?" I'm like, "Well, you guys have like skulls and like metal albums like on everything. Like I fuck with it. Like let's go dark." He's like, "All right." And I was like, "How about like having like a skeleton sitting on a beach in a chair drinking a beer?" Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Good life. Well, is that going to be? Is that going to be too graphic? I was like, fuck no, man. It's a fuck. No. See, that we, we can't worry about that. Yeah, you know? It it's up. the same reason why I have, a, I have a copy and paste email for people who are like, why do you work with the al- alcohol industry? And then the first version was, go fuck yourself. You're the reason why stigma exists. And I realized, come on, 
more honeys with, you, 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 you know, like, you're going to get them bees, right? Yeah. And so the, the vinegar motherfuckers like, you ain't going to get that shit. So it's like, no, let's present this in a way that, like, people can be a part of it. And I'm like, well, listen, you know, I can sit here and do what everyone else is doing and point the finger. I can do this creative way, you know? And yeah. then I can take their platform, like, get, hey, hey, you know, Wood for Reserve, give me some gangster-ass bottle that's been sitting in a fucking barrel forever, and let's go, let's go sell it to your consumers and use it as a platform to not only bring people together, not only to raise money for a good cause, but also to create an opportunity that when people are having a bad day, they can go, you know, even though I was sitting there having a drink at this Woodford Reserve thing, like, it went to mental health, and, like, there's this chubby guy that swore a lot, and um, <laughs> he said, like, it's okay, maybe not to be okay. I don't know what the fuck it was, but, like, I'm going to hit that dude up, or I'm going I'm to reach out because I need help. Right. You know, and it's, like, that's why we work with music. Like, that's why when it comes to the hype man of hope, man, like, I will go out there. I'll give my all because I'm going to remind you that while we're having fun right now, there are people dying, Mm. you know, like there are people taking their lives and we can be the change, but we got to do it together. But it's when you're having a bad fucking day, you close your eyes and you remember going to this concert, this chubby dude came out and swore at you and told you it's okay not to be okay. And, and, and you grab this resource card Maybe you fucking didn't remember where that resource card was, but you're like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Like, the organization was Hope for the Day. And then you Google it. And then we, we utilize our Google AdWords budget so you can Google right. Hope for, and then it just fills it in for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you take all that shit out. But it, it's not it's not waiting for someone to be like, oh, another person died by suicide. Well, maybe I should start to talk about my mental health. Start. There's a hole in between. Right, right. So exactly. what's like for, you know, Black Window Cream being the creative collective and there's all these kids, I don't even like to call all these people in this community that are doing different shit and they're trying to be creative, right? What is, and I want them to benefit in case, you know, maybe it's not anything related to what you're doing, but maybe they do want to start a nonprofit and try to find some shit. What are some like tips that you could offer us, especially like in your early stages of growing your shit? It really sounds like you were just like, fuck it, I'm gonna work my ass off and try yeah, yeah. to preach what at least I know and I'll pick things up on the on the road. I uh I, I give a lot of respect. You know, I, I talk about Mike all the time. Mike showed me how to how to do some things on a bigger scale. Cause I was used to just doing shows at like, you know, VFW halls and mm-hmm. shit like that. And and he showed me a lot, but then his death um, you know, opened my eyes to a lot of things. And um uh, one thing that I took away from Mike was this this mentality that like, you know, the whole you know, ask for forgiveness and not permission thing was the truth. It he was that to a T. He mm-hmm. let his flaws be out there. So by taking that honesty and that lesson and applying to hope for the day, it allowed me to kind of really want to be like, no, I'm going to do whatever. Yeah. And then it came down to a conversation with a good friend Robin Harding, who she was uh, working for Cure for the uh, for epilepsy, powerhouse badass and she like so you're talking like 200 million a year annual budget for research and shit like that it's fantastic yeah she just looked me in the eye one day she was like doing some consulting for me and she goes listen do you have a timeline and i said what do you mean she goes do you have a timeline on when it might be time to shelve this and i was like no and she's like all right your homework assignment is to figure out what that timeline is and i remember leaving her house i got in the car i called my mom and I was like, fuck that. And she's like, what? I'm like, I was just told to make a timeline if this is going to work or not. Or not. And I'm like, there ain't no timeline. Right. You know? Um, 
And I think that when we want to do something, whenever we want to do something, we want to do it. And there's that overarching, you know, insecurity that we neglect that, you know, we don't know all the answers, but we want to come in and we want people to take us serious, right? We want to, we want to be the best. We want to be the yes man of whatever we are because we want to get to this thing or we want to be able to get to this thing that someone else has. And if you're not legit, they're not going to fuck with you, right? Right. That beats you down yeah. up here. You know, I like we we don't take on angel investors. Like, I got so many friends that are in co working spaces right now that are like trying to create this thing, that thing, and they're getting you know multi million dollars of funding. And I had one, um, Aaron Fraser, and he just told me is like the best thing I did was remember one why I did it and realize that I'm just a human being trying to do something. Yeah, you know, and it's like you have to take that into consideration. Whatever you want to do, it's not going to be a flip of a switch. Uh, I made the joke the other day that I'm going to take, I'm going to change the name of the coffee shop from Sip of Hope to Patience Cafe. And my mom goes, why? And I said, because I finally understand what having patience means. You know, like yeah. you, you, you got to. Like I wanted to have the coffee shop open two months ago. And, you know, there's a process, especially in our process. You know, it's like this shit's costing a lot of money. But at the same time, like I'm asking people to be a part of it. That sacrifice comes with it. And I, I neglected it at first. I was like, oh, no, we'll do this, this, this. But I'm asking people's help. And for example, shout out to our architects, JGMA. Like they didn't charge us the 20 grand it was to do all of our prints and, you know, constantly drawing, having staff go on that. Yeah. They're part of it, you know, and that mm. shit took time. Yeah. Uh, that conversation started in November and we, we just submitted our permit, you know, and like our building permit is so funny. It's like Chicago, it's four to six weeks. And for some reason I got it done in 14 hours, you wow. know, but, but it's like simply cause I invite people to talk about this shit. And I think that, you know, when we, want to do something we want it now we want to keep it going and right, we right. forget some things like financially stuff like that we're going to make need to make some sacrifices and for me when i decided to go all in i looked at my money i looked at how i was making money on the side i was like how am i going to survive i got this you know and i budgeted my life out and i was like holy shit i became an adult <laughs> yeah. cool I can't spend money like a jackass if I'm going to do this because I got $2,000 in expenses plus my food budget, all this other shit just to survive. Yeah. And if I ain't got no money coming in and I got this you know, this little nut that I'm chipping away at, I got to chip that away at. But I can't also go, Buy oh, my Kanye God. Shirt. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't, you can't do that. You can't sit on – you know. Supreme and fucking have four laptops like we used to have, you right. know, and just be like autofill, autofill, yeah, autofill. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck, you know, and then flip it, you know. Like we don't have that opportunity if we're gonna dedicate ourselves to that. And um, you know, my biggest takeaway from starting the organization was I wish someone told me that I didn't have to have all the answers in the beginning. I like that, but it's also that should have came from me, mm. you know. But I wanted to be on, and I was allowing the fact that I wanted to. Not impress people. I wanted people to take me serious. Yeah. You know, I wanted people to take me serious because of how serious this topic is. Right. And, I mean, we were doing shit, you know, ass backwards, man, you know, sometimes. But, like, we did it and we strive. We get through this shit, you know. We struggle to come back stronger every single day as an organization. And it's because we are all in. And you got to go all in or you're not going to do that. And you're going to start to allow... Fear to build hesitancy, and when you're hesitant, you're gonna fucking be not thinking clear, and you're gonna fuck everything up. Yep. 
So it's it's like for anyone that's doing anything, you got to write that shit down and you got to be diligent about it and you got to delegate. Right. Like I I didn't have an assistant. When I was working in the music industry, I refused to have an assistant. I refuse to have an assistant now because I don't want to have someone I don't want to be some jackass who like I'm too busy to read my emails. You know, it's like go fuck yourself. Like yeah. run your shit. Mm. But build a team that when you need to run shit, you fucking pass that off real quick. You know, I'm grateful to to Slack. They support Hope for the Day. We get all we get to use the platform for free. Oh, that's, dope. that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I get 300 fucking I you know ability to have 300 people on our system. You don't have that many people, but we're able to tie in and streamline so many things. I bet. And we're able to save money by doing that, but at the same time, we're doing it because we it maximizes not, the day, dude. You you know what I mean? That's the bro, beauty of that. Yeah, I don't take days team. off. I take hours off in the day. Fuck. You know, that's how it is. Like I value my mornings. Mm-hmm. Like I do. I, I value waking up, letting my dogs out to go shit and 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 you know, just being in my zone and understanding my process. And I think that, you know, after reading um you know, tribe of mentors and, and a couple other things from Tim Ferriss. I was just like, what's my process? Mm. You know, why is it, you know, and it's just, it's just to understand how your body reacts to things. You know, yeah. it's like, why do you wake up and every morning you immediately get a shit? Well, what do you do before you go to bed? You know, like understanding those little things yeah. so you can just operate and function better, but also time management, right? Like hone in on that. Like, figure out when do you have time to give to yourself before you have to let the world shit on you for the rest of the day? Because that's how it's going to be. And it's not going to be like it's this like like your big trip. state. Yeah, exactly. You need that space. Fucking go on Headspace and get the goddamn app. I like that app. You know? And, and one of our board members just just uh, did a, a, a year. You know? The a, subscription a, or whatever? Well, he just did a year. Uh, he just did a year consistently. Oh, wow. And it changed his life, man. Yeah. You know, meditation. Yoga changed my life. I'm the biggest dude in the yoga room. Dude, I want to do yoga so bad. I'm, I, dude, I am telling you, man. You will learn how your body feels. Like this morning, I woke up. I, I was a little, I was a little haggard, you know. And I, I was just that. like, "Man, what do I need to do?" I go outside, get that sun in my. I go, "Oh man, I'm gonna do a sun salutation right now. I'm gonna breathe this shit in. I'm gonna bring it in, you know." And it's like, "That's cool." You gotta hone in on that, and like, if you get that process going, you'll start to understand what makes you insecure. What makes you become pissed off or a little bit agitated a little bit more when you're working with your team. And if you just learn to breathe yeah, that's before you go, key. yeah, I mean, knee-jerk. I'm the king of knee-jerk, man. My staff will tell you that I, I have made some knee-jerk reactions. And, but it's because and, – and I think to them it's easier to, for it to see, like, as the knee-jerk thing, where to me it's like, I've been planning this. I've been plotting this shit. Like, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when it was going to happen type thing. And I'm always trying to learn how I can, like, be looking ahead, you know, forward. You know, like, right now I'm, tr- I'm trying to focus on 2019. Right. And uh, at the same time, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to fill out this paperwork for a coffee shop and shit like that. So it's like I build that balance in, in my everyday, and it doesn't bog me down. Like I don't allow shit to stress me out. Like I can't because then everything just, you know, fucks everything up. Yeah, exactly. So you just need to understand your process, why you, why you do things a certain way. Exactly. I, like I used to be fucking vegetarian and, and vegan at one point, and the joke is because I'm a bigger guy, what vegetable do you eat to get so fat? Well... <laughs> You dickhead. I was raised with a father that loved going to the pantry on Saturdays and getting a fucking a rack of donuts and some Hell chocolate yeah. milk and crushing them before we got home so mom wouldn't find out. Right. So, you know, it's like I've been a chubby kid all my life, but I had to make a, a you know a decision 
based off of education because I was working and I was suffering from like really bad malnutrition. And I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I'm like protein, everything, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was eating real healthy and I was, I was, I was feeling good, but I was like coming home midday and just like collapsing. And I was right. like, what the fuck? You know? So I, ha- I hit my doctor up and he's like, read this book. And it was about eating for your blood type. And I just understood, okay, my butt, my, my, my blood type calls for the blood of the animal. And you know, I got to get past this shit. So how do I incorporate this in my diet? So I preserve my body. Mm. You know, how do I, how do I do things that, that way? Um, and it just comes from that, that, that education yeah, and understanding your process. You know, I, I, I have horrible ADHD. Um, when I was a kid, my, you know, I, I, my parents were told that I should be on Ritalin and my parents both have had careers in the, um, you know, in the, in the, uh, health, you know, care world. My parents were like, nah, fuck no, man. Like, we don't know about that shit yet. So they allowed me to create and express and be this person that had a room that went from a toy room into an art room into a music right. room and just kind of evolved. And I would use those platforms to like get my aggression out. Mm-hmm. Nothing's better than going home and beating the living shit out of some drums after yeah. a day. You know, you just feel like you just did something, but you didn't allow anyone else to, to be affected to, to, or to affect yeah, your to, shit. To, to impact it. So it's like, understand that process. My mornings are, are beautiful. I try to take my conference calls outside of the office. I try to walk. Um, and and I, I give my you know myself these little breaks throughout the day. But if you got to hustle, man, you got to hustle. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, like, you, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Guess what? Three more things are going to get put on that. I'll do that tomorrow list. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be stacked up. And you're going to be like, oh, what the fuck? And that is when you're going to start crumbling because you're like, I don't know what to do. And you do this and you do this and you do this. And you're going to shut down. Right. So for me, it's like build that process. Understand my yin and my yang. What drives me crazy? What doesn't? You know, And just figure out how to balance that. It's like minimize to maximize. Bro, it is. You know, here's the thing. Exactly. Like... I watched a min- uh, minimalist, uh, yeah. you know, show. Uh, you could ask my brother. I, I said, I got up off the couch. I said, "Get up!" He goes, "What?" I go, "Fucking throw this couch out. We don't need this shit in my, our lives." And I just launched it off of our balcony in <laughs> Chicago. And then I was like, "All right, cool. We got a fireplace down there. We'll go burn this shit, throw yeah. it out, whatever." And uh, it was funny because then um, my brother comes in and I'm like, "I just we got two chairs." He's like, well, "What if we have other people here?" I'm like, "Well, we'll worry about that then." Like right now, it's like let's focus on this, you yeah. know. And it's funny because like I did that same thing. Um, we just uh, went from one office that was like twenty five hundred square feet down to a thousand, and like we, our team is kind of like chilling with each other now. And I feel like we're running so much more efficient, but we were all scared of like, oh, what do we do? And I started analyzing like what creates clutter on my desk. Okay, what creates clutter in my life? Because my desk and my bedroom right now look like a fucking storm. Yeah. How do I get rid of this shit? And I was like, well, I'm holding on to all this shit. I don't need this stuff. So, yep, yep, you know it. That fucking dresser one day, one day got launched over that, and I got rid of shit. I donated four bags of clothes, and I was just like, cool, I don't need this shit anymore. Why am I doing this, you know? So I feel like if I do have a second career in anything, it could be like one of those uh, people that goes out on hoarders and helps people. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to be the guy that expedites it. Just bring a kick, fucking cut the gas line. Let's put some gas in this yeah. thing, launch it. Poof, goodbye, you know, like... We, we, that's, what, we, that's what we do. Think about that. Think about the fact that we hold on to shit, whether it's physical or mental, and it fucking bogs us down. We yeah. don't even know it. You know, yeah. I, 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 like, I, like, I like traveling. I like going on tour. Guess what? 
for Warp Tour, 53 days, I take a carry-on. You're fucking smart, man, because when I went on tour, I didn't know how that shit worked, and I was like, oh, cool. I had a fucking massive suitcase. Yeah, we you- just talked about this in the, with my homie Dusty, but... I I didn't wear any of my clothes. No. I brought like three pairs of shoes because I'm like, well, do I need like, what if I have to work out or something? Never had time to fucking do that. <laughs> then it's like I wore the same clothes every day. Yeah. Same sweatpants. And I, I was like, the tour manager had a backpack. Yeah. And I was like, yo, you are a genius. Don't yeah. Me. And then I started carrying a Pelican and I was like, sick. Mm-hmm. I have shit that can protect my shit now. The really expensive stuff. So you know, you damn right. I've been that guy. It's like Pelican down the stairs, yeah. and I'm like, camera's fine, yeah, you know. Like good. now, yeah, one day I'm gonna be like, oh, yeah. son of a bitch. But you know, the that's that's how it goes. But it's like you don't need to carry all that shit with you. Have you seen the show The Shy? No. Oh wait, no. I I saw a trailer for it. Yeah. Because like it's new, it's very new. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago, I was like, what the hell is this show thing, The Shy? You know. I started. I've I've seen a bunch of ads for it around here, and then finally just started watching it. Uh, me and my girlfriend just started watching it the other day. And it's very serious. The yeah. show is very, very serious. But what it, what we were talking about earlier when we were talking about Chief Keef and, and all this, the, the, that true lifestyle and, yeah. and whatnot, it's insane to see how things spiral out of control and it can happen from such an, an old age and an early age, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I just watching it, it's like, man, you see these kids get hustled into shit and they have no choice really right. because they are turned on to it early and then this becomes cool and then this right. becomes a problem and then this right. becomes... Very much a problem that, yeah. you know, you don't know how to handle it and you right. get into some fuck shit. But it, it would be cool to see you guys, I mean, being a Chicago brand starting and coming out of that. It's like to try to find ways to incorporate that into the show would be so fucking sick. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's the cool thing. Like we are, you know, I, I, I'll say it again. Like we're, we're here to build a bigger table, right? A longer table. And that's why I like my passion for utilizing hip hop. Um, as you, you know, a genre that speaks volumes to so many, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can all make the jokes that, you know, all the white kids listen to hip hop. That's fine and dandy. Like let's how, whoever it is, is not for me to determine. It should be whatever is getting to them. Let's work with that. Right. And you, you know, you, you, you see it and hip hop traditionally has a lot of negativity in it. And like we, we, we see, where things can be. And I think that's what, like, the beautiful thing about, like, Notorious B.I.G.'s lyrics, like, Nas, like, they take you through these, like, lyrical assassin visual things that you feel like that. Like, yeah. like that's what Kendrick, you know, has done so well. Um, you, you know, like, we're, we're people like J. Cole, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's no longer about, you know, being a gangbanger and stuff like that. It's about the reality of, of what's going on. And if we talk about the history of being a minority or a, a subculture here in America, we can we can talk about you know social stuff like how like social services are not really read, readily available for them, um, but like no one's talking to them like no one's talking to the African American communities talking about like diabetes right. you know in a way you know in Chicago I was like oh cool they just put soda tax on there like and they raised the prices of that they bitched and complained because of money right. and I was like yeah. so. So just let me understand here. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to charge someone thirty-five more cents because of a health concern. You dr- you you don't want you don't want to charge them that from from a monetary because you don't you feel that that increase is just gonna you know shut a lot of people out from buying shit product. That's not my fault. But you know, look at all the stuff we're seeing with. 
you know, the, the NRA and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all the tax cuts and all this side shit that we just don't know about, you know? And that's why, like, that shit's always going to, there's always going to be someone in the background fucking things up for everyone else. So that's why, like, for us, you know, we need to take the opportunity that we have to do these certain things and utilize these opportunities for the best, right. not just to bang out a buck, you know? And I always say the show is always going to go on. Mm-hmm. It's always going to happen. So why not put some sort of social aspect behind it? You know, like if you're an artist that's selling out arenas, one, you should have a, a, a certain amount of money going in from every ticket to a charity. Um, two, you should work on, you know, your guest list being, you know, you can be a guest list, but you should still pay something and should go to that charity. Yeah. But then you also use that platform as a tour to educate thousands of people every night. How fascinating is that? But it's overlooked because there's not a price tag on it. Just like, you know, someone can't really make money off of this other than the charity, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. And it requires an artist lending their platform, which right now in the music industry, obviously, like, revenue is revenue. work to be done. Revenue is revenue, but, you know, and everyone's fighting over that stuff right now, and it's like, it's important that we just figure out, you know, how do we utilize these things and and maximize these yeah. things, you know, like uh, you you don't you don't have Justin Bieber go out and do the purpose tour and not have some fucking charitable aspect that's giving people the purpose in their life, which mm. to me sounds like a mental health thing, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. just going off. Uh, but it's it's there. We're, we're gonna get there, you know. We'll 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 be we'll be doing mental health. I swear with Bay and Jay, we'll be doing it with with Taylor. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll it's get good, to, we'll get there, and we're not gonna stop at anything, but. We're not going to get there unless we know how we're going to get there, right. and that's the process. So it's like focus on your personal process, focus on your workflow process, and make sure you give you know grace for failure. You know, like there's there's that's a beautiful thing. You know, it shouldn't be such a negative thing. Yeah, but for sure. you know, we do that. We beat the fuck out of ourselves for it, and and it's and it's sad because when life is kicking us in the ass, we sometimes don't even recognize it until we've you know our soda bottles are ready to blow up, mm-hmm. you know? And and that's the sad stuff because no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to be labeled. Any of that, like, it's just not going to... Hey, went, man, you're doing... I feel like you're on the fucking right path and this shit's sick and you got all the support you need from us. Yeah. Like, no cream and shit. Like, I fuck with what you're doing. That's yeah. why I was... I wanted you on here. I wanted to hear about all this shit. Yeah. You fucking explain it so well. Yeah, and, and I think we pro- we'll probably set the record for, like, the four, a four-hour podcast because <laughs> I, I just don't know when to shut up. But no, it's like, you're good. I love it, man. Like, it's But it's the truth, you know? And, and, it, and it's like, we need to have... We need to have we need we need people in our lives. We need to support one another better. Agreed. And it and it shouldn't be about how many likes we get. It should be about what we are doing together mm. and that impact. And and we can all do a better job. And that's why I say let's just start. What's the low hanging fruit, man? What's the easy access points? Yeah. What's what 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 can we take that you're already doing and just enhance it a little bit better? That's sick. The fuck. So. Cause I do, cause we are talking to shit ton. I want to make sure that the Black Window Cream members can ask you some questions. So I asked, I let them know that you were yeah. coming on the show. I did it late last night, so there's only a few questions or whatever. Um, so and I did it an interesting thing where I'm trying it now, and I told you about it earlier. But yeah. I'm let people do like a video. So I got one video, two questions. Um, so I'm gonna read the, the text questions first, and then I'll play the video afterwards. But um, Andre Nutbean, 
I'm very bad at saying their names. Hey. But it looks like his last name is Nutbean. He says, question, what are your goals for Hope for the Day for 2018? He, you did just talk about how you were... Uh, Fuck, man. I mean, um, there's a follow-up question, so <laughs> you might pair, to, pair together. It says, what can you tell other creatives that want to help out with raising awareness? So what are your goals and what are this? I would like to hear... like. A, I think your long-term goal, I think it'd be cool to see these coffee shops popping up more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, internally, we, you know, we have like a 10-year goal with those. Um, we want to have a couple locations across the country in different areas. And like the cool thing about the coffee shop is that not only is it like this social enterprise to do good every day, but it also is like this beacon. There's resources available in them, and we partner with uh, the local uh, Chicago Public Library to do our mental health first aid training, which is our CPR for our mental health um, four-hour training. And it's like uh, we create these hubs, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. And it's like if we're living in a day and age where more and more government funding is being shut, you know, taken away from mental health services and people are having to shut their doors, how do we open doors differently? And mm. that goes back to meeting people where they're at and not where we expect them to be. Right. That's awesome. So... What would you say uh, is a way that these pe- these other creatives can get involved? Because, I mean, all these, especially if you, being unfamiliar with the, the group itself, kids are creating content every day. And I see a lot of kids. Um, damn, I keep calling them kids. I'm just so used to I'm a fucking kid, man. I'm a 29-year-old Yo, kid. Yeah, forever young, at, You know man. what I mean? Forever. So, so I always say, like, I see them creating this content. Some of them are testing out ideas. They're trying to, hey, man, I'm an illustrator. I just got this new drawing pad, and I just made this. Yeah. I think that – I'm answering your question for you. But I feel like a lot of these kids could take advantage of sharing a message when yeah. they're practicing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean? um, you know we, we – you know, anyone's welcome to the table, you know. So whatever your platform is, whatever you're creating, you know, like – we can't do it all on our own. We don't do it. Some things the best, you know, yeah. so being able to get some influences it also helps, you know, like having just good content to put out is very beneficial to mm-hmm. do so. So I always say, hey, you want to get down? I can show you the way. But here's what we got to do first. You got to know why you serve. Why do you personally serve? What's your story? Big or small, doesn't matter. But no one's going to care unless you tell them why you care. True. And that's where it starts at. So having a story and being able to say, yo, I'm a graphic designer. Good. I can holler at you. Yeah, dog, I, 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 I might have you design a couple decks for us or something like that, you right. know. But, like, you, anyone can help out. Yeah. But it's also, like, whatever you're working on, just say, how could we maybe incorporate, you know, a message like it's okay not to be okay or have hope or how can we – like, I'm, gr- I'm grinding on this thing right now and, and they're just like – you want to have a charitable aspect of it. Like, let us know. Right. Like, as I, I got two rules for my board of directors, no burning churches and don't offend people a lot. <laughs> that was fucking solid. You know, I mean like, yeah, you're going to piss people off. Yeah. You know, like we, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't allow the things that hold everyone else back to affect us. That's and perfect. if we fuck up, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take it. You want to send me a C a C and D? I'll take it. No, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, but I'll I'll get you to you know pay attention. Dude, for sure, you're very good at that. Yeah, you know, like I'll I'll oh I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I, I I always say, man, just act like a dumb American. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm American. I don't know what I'm talking about. My head's up my ass. Yeah. And just recognize that your head is probably up your ass, but, um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's like anyone, anyone has the ability, whether it's big or small to come to the table Mm -hmm. and, 
and that's the thing that you know i'm i'm not ego tripping i'm i might be the guy that goes out and speaks a lot but if you have an audience that you can speak to i challenge you to but know your story first for sure for fucking sure Phil Allen says, I've lost a couple of close friends to suicide. Back then, the awareness and prevention were not like they are today. I would like to personally thank you and your team for all that you do. How did suicide prevention find you, and what made you want to start a nonprofit? We kind of talked about that already. But I would also like to know where I can purchase some merchandise. Oh, shit. Link in bio. Yeah, yeah. No, no, for real. It's, uh, I mean... You can support us, uh, whether you're in Europe and the UK, we have a store over there. Oh, cool. And then we have, because uh, I, I fucking hate. The shipping people, cost, Oh, dog. my God. I have some kids that are trying to help me out with the, the black and oil cream shit over there, too, because it's like 22 bucks to ship I, some I shit. Know. And I'm like, I don't. I know. it's it's. Uh, I can't do anything about it, man. Right, right, right. Exactly. And like, uh, thankfully, you know, <laughs> we're getting smarter on how we put things out there. But, um, you know, you can, you can find our stuff anywhere yeah and you the support is is right there but i always just say go to the go to the hope for the day website hftd.org hope for the day.org i got fucking a, like over a hundred different urls that right. go right to it so Sick. I, I no mean, man go buy some fucking merch man all that shit i say it every episode it always helps no matter yeah. what the movement is or whatever you're yeah the shit fucking sick the brand's sick i ah. love if you get on their instagram you see it i posted some of the pictures in the group like you're you're the 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 hats and shit, the stickers, everything just yeah. works really well. Yeah, and and it's like, like that goes back to that branding aspect, you know. Um, but I one thing I do love is when people say, "Hey, how can I get involved?" And you're from a creative. Yeah. If you see something that we aren't doing, and you you got like some backbone, it's easy to say, you know, maybe you guys should start a podcast. I'm like, all right. But if you come to something that's like a little bit more tangible, and saying, "Hey, um, I work, I you know, I run a podcast and." We're doing pretty well, actually, and we know some of the ways to build some traction. And um, here's a quick PDF on how you could exactly, kill you know. Easy. And then I go, no shit. Okay, cool, because we just bought a mic that we're taking out on Warp Tour, and I'm going to be doing stuff on our bus. How maybe you can give me some tips, you Profit, know? Pro, nonprofits for dummies or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. It goes back yeah. to that, but I mean that. No, that's super true. This is uh, okay. Wait. I want to play this one. I just want to make sure it works. This is my homie Travis. Uh, oh, shit. It's okay. lost the coffee. So, Travis, I tried to loop you in with him. He was on the podcast earlier. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This awesome, and I'm glad he fucking posted this video. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll put it in the YouTube version of this. It'll be on there. You'll hear it better in the, in the mix. But. Hey, Johnny Travis Lloyd here. I am reaching out to you from my bedroom because Ben decided to post this opportunity to ask you questions really late at night. Uh, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to uh, reach out to you and say hello. Uh, hello. Ask you a couple really great questions. Uh, so to give you a little background, I've done a lot of work in mental health advocacy, and especially with at-risk populations, for a little over a decade now. And one of the things that I run into all over the country is there's a lot of people who are doing great things and raising a lot of great awareness, but they're not doing a really good job of it, primarily because... It's a sensitive subject Preach. and a lot of people are afraid to really tiptoe around. Yes, uh, but it seems like you found <laughs> a way to make light of this sensitive subject and do it in a way that's lighthearted and friendly and gets people engaged. So being that this is in the Black With No Cream podcast, I want to ask you, how can people approach creating a brand in a way that 
is engaging, that encur- encourages people to be involved in a friendly way that uh, su- feels supportive as opposed to highlighting negativity, especially around such sensitive subjects. So I hope that's not too unclear of a subject. <laughs> it's something that a lot of people can learn from. If you could just hone into that little piece of genius that allows you to create a brand that spreads around such an important thing. Dope. Gosh. Yeah. Can I? Can I really I, want you to connect with him. Yeah, I, no, I, I want. I want to connect with him too, and I, I actually listen to the podcast or I watch the podcast. Oh yeah, sweet. We got it on YouTube. I wa- if you're I, listening to this I on wa- iTunes. Yeah, I watched it, and um, I wish I could send a video back and said, "Hey, man, you got it right here." Are you wear? <laughs> were you wearing boxers? Were you in pajamas yeah, or something he was like that? Boxers for sure. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, man. Hey uh, man, I'm in bed. And I need to ask this question. Real so quick. no, uh, he, he, like the question he asks is amazing, and I, I think that when you want to do something, you got to do your homework, and then you'll see the opportunities mm. that really lie out there. But I say this all the time: fuck being reactive. We actually abolished the word awareness out of the organization. Um, cause bye I, bye. I, uh, I just said, listen, if you don't know that this shit's a big fucking issue, you're not paying attention. True. Like, Get it out of here. Get yeah. that word out of here. Because everyone's like, we're creating awareness for this. It's like, no, 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 no. The bag of shit is on fire right now, folks. We need to stomp it out. Yeah. We can't be like, so, did you know that if you um, take a lighter and um, light a piece of paper, it could grow to a bigger fire? Right. Hmm. No, man, no. But really, it's about what is that message you want to get out there? Yeah. What is the pain? What is the message in your heart that you feel? And I stumbled really on it's okay not to be okay. I was pissed off. I was kind of reflecting about Mike and I was reflecting about all my friends because I had just lost another friend to suicide at the time. And I go, why can't I just let motherfuckers know it's okay not to be okay? And I was like, wait a minute. I should say that a lot. I'm like, wait a minute. What is, wait, wait a minute. And then all of a sudden, like, I was just like, this is what it means. You know, this is what that means. Like, this is not a sad thing. This is saying it's okay. Yeah, man. Like, it's okay, but... Come on now, keep it up. Right, and 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 that's the that's the thing we have to give way with apathy. True, we have to give way with cushioning things. We have to give way with allowing people to sit longer in this little sad pool of life than they should be. I'm just very blunt and honest to it now, and I've heard from parents and I've heard from people that are like, "Listen, you just you go right at it." I go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not here. I, I'm, I'm, it's black and white conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just, we need to say the things we don't say and just do it. Right. And for us, it's, it's by, you know, creating messaging and stuff like that. But it's, you know, I'll be honest, like, it's, it, it, it all comes from why you're doing whatever you're doing. And in any situation, when you understand truly what caused you to get to this point, of why you're refusing to ever allow science to speak for yourself again. You get your messaging, you know, your messaging is put right in front of you. Right. It's speak the fuck up now instead of later hmm. and do that. And, and you, you got to make it redemptive, man. Yep. You, you got to stop fucking, we, we live in like the 
richest country, you know, supposedly in the world. Yeah, we have so much debt anyways. That's another conversation. But we have all this shit, right? And we are the saddest fucking people. It's crazy, man. Why? Oh, it's because we can't afford the latest Jordans and all this sort of shit. It's like, who gives a fuck about that stuff? You you think that they're going to bury your ass with that stuff? Fuck no, man. No, they're not. And we and it's it's about what we we choose to take important and 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 make important in our lives, but no one's going to take it serious if we wait for people to take it serious. No mm-hmm. one's going to take it serious if we sugarcoat it. And and that's why I always go back to the Holocaust, man. I'm not Jewish. I got mad respect for the Jewish community. I will fuck up a bowl of matzo ball soup any time <laughs> of day. Any fucking time of day. Turn up. But I'll tell you this, I grew up with so many people that looked at that as a negative thing. And yes, it's a negative thing. The the Holocaust was horrible. But are you going to allow history to repeat itself? Because if you're not, then you're not going to take that as a sensitivity issue. You're going to honor the people you lost. And you're going to fucking go out there and you're going to say, you know, they, they were number, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And they had that tattooed on them, and they were in a concentration camp. And you know what? They died, but guess what? We're all going to fucking die. Yeah. But it's what you died for. And we should be honoring those people and telling their stories so we can remind ourselves not to have this shit happen again. Because that's how we learn. And it's if, fucking responsible. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's, a responsible it's way responsibility, to move. But it's how do you break the cycle? Yeah. <sighs> And no, no, no revolution came out of just fucking going with, you, you know, the bee's knees happen, here. And, and, and down some fucking doors, Yeah, man. dude, become the Kool-Aid man and bust down the fucking door and do it. And I, I, like I, like I said, if people don't want to fuck with you, fuck them. Don't let anyone get in your way. Don't let anyone stop you from doing whatever it is you want to do. And if you need to ask for help, ask for fucking help. Mm-hmm. But don't be a dickhead in the process and think that you're going to be able to do whatever it is you want to do alone. But realize that the amount of effort and shit that you put into it, people are going to resonate with that. And they're going to say, yo, man, you're fucking with that shit. That's good. I want to get down with that. You know, my life's been impacted that way too. Like, we should do this together, man. Like, together, linear. You know, the reason that I don't say, you know, we probably serve the LGBT community, the veterans and the youth is because 121 people take their lives every day here in America. I don't fucking care who you are. It doesn't matter. What matters is one's too many. Yep. And when are we going to allow one to be the only thing we're talking about? When it's, we're talking about that group, that group, that group, and we need to create services for this, 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 this is like, what? no, one thing, one linear approach to mental health because we all have brains. True, man. Dab to that. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, dab to that shit. Dude, dab to the life. Yeah, man. like God damn, yeah, double bro. double dab. You know what I'm saying? No, I appreciate you, fucking. I can't. I hope people are listening to this right now because this shit, this message is super, super real, and I think that it it just adds value to what you guys are doing to finally hear. Well, for me to hear what this is. I mean, I, this is so new to me. Yeah, what you guys are doing. I'm glad to have heard it. I'm glad to share the story, and I appreciate you for fucking doing what you're doing for everybody that's. Needs it. Yeah. Everyone needs this shit, man. Like, we need we need to. We got to realize one day our lights are going to be out and our voices will not be heard. So don't let any motherfucker put you in a place where you're some fucking puppet. That ain't that ain't that ain't what we're here to do. It's true, dude. We ain't here to do. Fuck. Um, 
at the end of every podcast, I always say, if anyone ever made it this far, do you have Twitter then? So if you don't use social media, do you use Twitter or uh, I mean, I, I, I do. I use Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. I'm not like, I, I like I said, I, I just, I rather, I, I stay on like the, the ones and twos on making sure that like if kid, if anyone's popping off on our social media, like we can, we can catch them, you know? Okay. Well, but I got them all. It. I got them all. You get a, it's just at Johnny Boucher. And here's the thing. If you put an H in Johnny, you ain't going to find me. That ain't me. <laughs> it's J-O-N-N-Y-B-O-U-C-H-E-R. And I'm going to remind you, if you write an H in there, you ain't going to find me. And if you email me, whew, shout out to everyone who emails me with an H in my name. How'd you email me and and, and actually then not know my real name? Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? But like, I, I got it. I got it. You know, but like. This dude's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but it's that Johnny Boucher. You can holler so at me anyway. Do you, all right. What I say is if they made it this far, they get to write us a hashtag. You can come up with whatever the hashtag is that you want it to be. And this lets me know and you know that they listened to this whole shit and got something from it. Wow. So I always say, like, just hashtag it. And so I still get random hashtags from, like, my first fucking episode, which I. Damn, what the fuck was it? It was some ridiculous shit. Yeah. Sometimes I get hashtags. I'm like, why the fuck are they saying that to me? And I forget that someone said like, yo, whatever. So what do you right. want them to? They're gonna, do you want it to hope for the day's Instagram? They can just I'll tell them to fucking hit your comments yeah. and tag us. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Come, come, come. You know, come with it. Come with is the hashtag. No, no, just come with it. Come out at hope for the day. However you want. I honestly, if we want to, if we want to see some impact, some traction from here, um, I always I. I got this little thing called Hustle Hard Boulevard. Hustle Hard Boulevard. Yeah. That's it's just it. Hustle Hard BLVD. You know okay. what I'm saying? Um, and I think that, that that that's the fun about Hustle Hard Boulevard is like everyone's got their own boulevard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I think that if you're working on that. But honestly, just holler at, just fucking holler at fucking it. You know, put hashtag hope for that. We monitor the fuck out of this shit. Yeah. Because I want to know what gives you hope. That's tight. That's what I want to know. Hustle Hard Boulevard. That's fucking dope, too. Yeah. Any yeah. of those hashtags work. Dude, yeah. I appreciate you coming on this shit, for real. Um, I'll put all the links in the show notes to like yeah. how they can find you guys and everything yeah. like that. But uh, is there anything else you want them to know? When's the, when's the coffee shop open? Do you have any ideas? We are opening it on May 1st in honor, May 1st? Of, in, in honor of Mental Health <laughs> Month. Sick. So as we speak right now, somebody is in there doing some work on it. Hey, man. I'm excited. Next time I'm in Chicago, I'm going to pull up. It's right by the, it's by the library. It's what's, right, the, it's, what's, it's, what's the address? It's, it's 3039 West Fullerton. It's in the Logan Square neighborhood. Uh, you can find it. Um, it's real funny. We put ourselves up on Google Maps already. Good. And people just come through like looking for oh, coffee. Fuck. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. They're like, no, this is going to be great. I can't yeah. wait. You know? So it's like you can build that little hype train. But everyone's welcome at Sip of Hope, man. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. And... Um, I don't know. I, th- I think that, you know, the more that we choose to, you know, think and, and do differently, we will get people to act differently. Perfect. Appreciate it, dog. Hey, man. Appreciate Thank you. you. Glad to finally meet you. This is dope. Uh, how do you want to end this? Uh, I mean, I don't know. A trap song, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like... There's something about trap music that makes you just fucking get up, though. You're like, ah, get it, get it, get it, get it, you know, but like, man, ah, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, dude. All right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. That's it for episode 25 with Johnny Boucher. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Make sure to follow Johnny and Hope for the Day on Instagram. Find them at hopefortheday.com. I share links and all that shit's in the show notes, bwnc.com slash podcast. Leave a review on iTunes. Let me know what you loved about this interview. If you're interested in joining Black Window Cream, just go to bwnc.com slash join. 
And last but not least, hit that merch button on the website and pick up some shit so I can keep this thing alive. Subscribe, do all that shit. New episode every single Sunday. See you next week, you bitch. Yes, 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 yes.